What players could the Cowboys show some interest in next week in free agency? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked, Locked On. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. But thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how's it going today, sir? Happy Friday. I'm glad to, to be here before the weekend. We've uh, we got a whole bunch of questions yesterday and we ended up we got talking two. about we got through two of them. So I, I think we both felt a little bit guilty about that. Uh, so we're going to try to clean up things a little bit today here on a Friday and finish the week strong. Yeah. So uh, let's jump right into the questions. First question from Poncho wants to know what are some rumblings you're hearing about the Cowboys in free agency? We should mention next Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, free agency, sorry, the tampering period opens, yeah. not, which is basically yeah. free agency. So starts next week. What players or positions could you see the Cowboys going after in free agency? Well, I think we all are, are very familiar with the kind of process that the Cowboys go through, right? Uh, it's it's a lot of wait and see early on in the, in the free agent period. And mm-hmm. then it usually waits until the second or third wave to start kind of plugging in holes. I think the only difference this year is that we may see one of two of these positions get plugged a little bit earlier. And I would say specifically wide receiver, right? Like mm-hmm. we've already heard the talk. It's already kind of in the zeitgeist a little bit about the Cowboys interest in, in Odell Beckham Jr. Obviously that extends all the way back to last season when they potentially were looking into signing him at the end of the year for a run. Uh, and and that hasn't changed since, since free agency has, has begun again. Um, he's, he has a, a, a workout scheduled for this afternoon uh, mm-hmm. to kind of just show teams where he is and his health. Uh, the Cowboys did not specifically say that they were going to be there, but I'm going to go ahead and probably suggest that they will be there. Um, and I think that, that that is going to obviously be the kind of rumbling that we're hearing. I would also mention that it was, there was a report yesterday by Mike Fisher for, from SI.com that, uh, that they – are more and this this is not surprising at all to me that they seem to be more interested in trying to sign Odell Beckham Jr. in a free agent deal than to try to trade uh, for DeAndre Hopkins, which I mean I think is just a, simply a function of not wanting to give up picks. Uh, but outside of that, we haven't heard a ton of, of of other free agent kind of nuggets, or at least I haven't. I mean, yeah. unless you've got some off the top of your head. Well, uh, let's start with Odell. I think. I think all things being considered, if Hopkins and Odell were both available in free agency, the Cowboys would have more interest in Hopkins. That's because he's been healthier. We talked about this yesterday. But because Odell is a free agent and doesn't cost a pick to give up, and you can structure a deal however you want to, you're not tied to $17 million a year like Hopkins is, that probably is more appealing. We'll see if that gets done. As for other positions – I mean, we could go through it. Like, I, they're going to sign a backup quarterback. I don't know who it's going to be. There's a lot of names out there, but I can guarantee you they are going to be sniffing around the backup quarterback market because I, they they loved having Cooper Rush last year. 
But how much sense does Cooper Rush make in a different offense this year? I don't know. Uh, plus, there's also a lot of other options out there. Like, I'll, I'll give you some of the quarterbacks that are scheduled to become free agents. Um, we've got Sam Darnold. We've got uh, Andy Dalton, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett, Teddy Bridgewater, Baker Mayfield, Gardner Minshew, Marcus Mariota, Taylor Heineke. Like, it's a pretty deep backup quarterback market. It's a nice list, honestly, of backup quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I definitely think that's a position to look at. Um, you know, you and I kind of kicked around the idea of of them potentially looking at a guard, you know, to kind of fill things in a little bit. Which we should talk about because I did tease it yesterday, right? I did. Oh, yes, that's right. I forgot that everyone else got teased and I, did, yeah, and I got the yeah. satiated. All right, please. So, all right. Connor McGovern is a free agent. I think the belief is that Tyron Smith is going to come back, which means Tyler Smith is going to play left guard. But I also wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys want a better insurance policy at left guard in case Tyler Smith has to go back out the left tackle. So what are your options? Pro football focus has Connor McGovern projected at two years, 6 million. I think that's a possibility, but what about Will Hernandez who? is training in Dallas right now. He's been working out with Duke Manyweather. He's been working out with Terrence Steele and working out with Tyler Smith, only 27 years old. And if the Cowboys want one of those bigger, more powerful left guards, I think Hernandez makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I think all those things kind of add up pretty nicely. I mean, just to keep kind of even go further back, if you guys remember back when Will Hernandez was in the draft, Part of the reason that we thought that the, the Cowboys might end up taking him is because he was working out with all those guys back then. Yeah. You know, he was working out with Tyron Smith. He was working out with Zach Martin. Uh, they clearly had some kind of rapport. I, I, I don't remember. There was some kind of social event that happened during draft draft season that they all showed up. Well, together. I think it was Tyron Smith and Zach Martin and Will Hernandez was with them, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, no, yeah, totally, yeah. And and and, and I so I think that there's something there there. Um, and I think that both of those options are good options for kind of filling in what is now going to be a very important backup guard position because of what you just discussed. But before the equation was, all right, we're tired Smith. We love having you, but you're going to be out for a couple of days, a couple of games. So we, we know that we're going to need a solid backup left tackle yeah. solution to figure that out. Guess what? Good news, guys. That's been solved. You got tired. You got, uh, uh, Another T. Smith that can kick outside to left tackle if you need him to uh, and from guard, and that's great. Problem now becomes what happens when Tyler kicks out to left tackle from left guard? Who plays left guard? Obviously, in the past, it was Connor McGovern. that was obviously the starter for multiple games. Maybe you bring him back in that same sort of role, maybe in a reduced role a little bit as a swing backup interior guy who can continue to play fullback for you if you want to do that stuff. Or maybe what you do is you go out and get a little bit better of a run-blocking left guard uh, in, in, in Hernandez, someone who can physically move guys off, off, off the ball. You know, the situations, I think both, both of these guys kind of fit, but they're both very kind of different yeah. guards. So I, I think the question will be, you know, looking at uh, Solari and, and his preferences in the offensive line, uh, does he want to bring back someone like Connor McGovern who at least knows a portion of the system that, that they did last year? Or is it time to kind of move on, see if they can get some fresh blood in here, maybe get somebody who, you know, the running game won't drop off like a cliff when uh, Tyler Smith has to kick outside the left tackle to, to play for Tyron Smith. 
And the only other position that I think we should mention uh, that the Cowboys could look for outside free agents is defensive tackle, right? Like mm. maybe they are interested in bringing in a Dalvin Tomlinson at 10 million a year. I, I kind of doubt it, but that's kind of the higher end. Um, but I could see that being interested in like somebody like Ashawn Robinson, who's only 28 years old and is a run defender, right? Puna four or Greg Gaines, the nose tackle in uh, from Los Angeles. So yeah, I, I could see them kind of sniffing around that market a little bit. I honestly, the only other the position I would throw out there, just if the fit was right and the price was right, it would be nice to have to to be able to walk into the draft without having to draft a cornerback, mm. you know, without having to feel like you felt obligated to. And then that way, and I this is a strategy that I love to employ, is that if you can figure out a way to fill the need before the draft or at least get comfortable with the need before the draft of – uh, especially in a draft uh, – let me back up. If you can fill the need of, of a position in the draft that is deep, then suddenly if you don't need – like a cornerback, this, this year there's tons of corners. If you actually fill that need before you go into the draft, suddenly every cornerback picked above you is helping your team because yeah. they're pushing down players that you need to use. So I think there is value. Uh, sometimes you know the thought process is there's tons of corners. Just let's clear out our cornerback room and then like let's get some, some pickings of this. That is a strategy. Another way to look at it is there's tons of corners. If we fill our need, then that will push down a lot of these other players that we can draft and we can get them for a song because we're not having to wait on a corner and forced to be picked at one of these corners. And the good news is there are a lot of those corners. Like if you're not looking for a number one or even necessarily number two corner in free agency, you can find those guys fairly cheap. Like I'm looking at – PFF corners that are expected to earn under five million in free agency, and there's like Sean Murphy, Bunting, Emmanuel Mosley, Shaquille Griffin, Eli Apple, Mike. Guys, Hughes. you can win with, you know. Yes, like, yes. I there's a lot of those guys out there, so I, I think that's a, a good call. And and real quick too, that doesn't preclude you from from taking a corner. It just no. means that like you don't have to take a corner in the top two days because you don't need him to start right away. You can still take a, a probably a very solid corner in the fourth or fifth round. Give him a year on the bench, let him play some special teams, and maybe he develops into your starter, and then you cut whatever veteran that you signed this year. So uh, I think there's multiple ways to kind of go about that whole situation. All right, let's uh, let's talk about some of the Cowboys' free agents uh, when we get back. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and the calories, then you've got to try Built Bar. We're getting closer to summer. We're inching our way there. If you want to get in beach shape, Built Bar will help you get there. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, real chocolate. They only have 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, but 17 grams of protein. Plus, they come in so many unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how they do it, but they're absolutely phenomenal. It doesn't even taste like they're healthy. It tastes like you're eating a candy bar. And now you don't even have to wait to get a box before you had to go to built.com, which you can still do by the way, but you always had to wait a week or two. Now, if you live close to a Walmart or Sam's club, walk into the pharmacy section, grab a four bar box of the cookie cookies and cream, the double chocolate or the coconut puffs. If you live near a Sam's club, go pick up a 13 bar box of some of the hit flavors, including brownie batter and churro. You can thank us later. Hmm. All right. Landon, this next question from Jake, he wants to know, can you guys run through the Cowboys free agents and say whether or not you would bring them back or let them go? So I've got the list. We'll run through these as fast as we can. Jason Peters. 
Uh, yes, if, if the money works out and he comes in late. I agree. Anthony Brown. <sighs> Probably time to let him go. I, I would move on as well. Uh, Anthony Barr. Probably time to let him go. At least for now. Yeah. I'd revisit. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe in Jason Peters' situation, right? Yes, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dalton Schultz. Yeah, I think, it's, I think time is gone. Yeah, it sounds like uh, Albert Breer said that the Cowboys did offer him a nice contract extension uh, this offseason, and he said no. So I think he's, he's got He's a looking feeling. for big money, and yeah. good for him. Go for it. Leighton Van Der Esch. Uh, yeah, if, if we can. I, I would like to try to bring Leighton back. At the right price. I think once yeah. you start getting up above $6 million a year is where I get a little nervous. Um, Dante Fowler. Fowler's gonna be interesting, right? Like I think I think we just saw the Brandon Graham just sign for six million for one year. Um, so I think which is kind of close to what Fowler made last year, if I'm not mistaken. Was yeah. Fowler five oh, million? Fowler, no, Fowler was vet minimum last year. Oh, okay. I I missed, totally missed that then. Um Yeah, I think I think I, I'd be interested in Fowler uh, depending on the price. You know, I think if it's a similar deal, maybe a slight increase, I, I'd be on board with that. Um, but I also think that there's going to be a, several other kind of vet pass rushers that you're going to be able to get in the, the in the uh, free agency period. So and, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Don't forget, the Cowboys also are pretty deep at edge. They also yeah. want to see Sam Williams get more snaps. And they have Tack McKinley that was sitting on the practice squad all year to potentially and replace Fowler. On top of that, if there's one thing we've seen so far, they're clearly looking at edges in this class as well. So they're not mm-hmm. you know going to shy away from drafting one if they like one. Uh, Jonathan Hankins. Yes, please. Okay. I, I got to have some kind of veteran defensive tackle presence there. Yep. Terrence Steele is a restricted free agent. He's going to get signed. Uh, T.Y. Hilton. I think a similar situation with Jason Peters. Like, let's see how the wide receiver situation plays out, and then maybe you make a call for with him late. I don't know that he's interested in anything at this point. I, I think he learned a lot about how much he likes coming into the last part yeah. of the season and making some money. Uh, so I imagine that'll be a similar maybe- situation this year. Maybe just come in a little bit earlier, T.Y. Like not Maybe a little bit early, yeah. Like the next week. Uh, Donovan Wilson. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Carlos Watkins. Yes, please. Yeah. And because and, I think he'll be cheap. He, he Look, I, I just think that Carlos Watkins is a guy who's going to be perpetually underpaid, unfortunately, and I'll take advantage of that. Nice one's tougher for me. Noah Brown. It might be time. You know, I just it's it he did was have the best it, year of his career though. He's yeah, I mean he's getting that's I think that's actually the issue, right? He's getting he's going to get more and more expensive and not that he's like, you know, an exceptional player, but a veteran wide receiver who can give you snaps, who can, you know, get you could get feed targets and he's an ace special team player. Um someone's going to be willing to pay more than what the Cowboys like to allocate for that slot of player. Yep. And I think you could go out and draft Michael Wilson in the fourth round and, and probably yeah, get there you go. something other. I like it. Brett Maher. I, I, you know, I don't care. <laughs> like, I, like, I don't care. I know, felt like, like the Cowboys might be moving on anyway. So yeah. Okay. Cool. You know, look, you know how I feel about kickers, man. It's like, it, it, the NFL, not for long, really, really, really applies to kickers. So, yep. uh, Cooper Rush. You know, I mean, if you if if the money is right, and and if we're actually talking about a situation where only twenty percent of the playbook is changing and none of the nomenclature is changing, yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah. I, I just I just think he probably is likely going to price himself out because people are going to be willing to pay him more than what we are. Probably, uh, Luke Gifford. 
again, I need to see the price there because I, I do think that there is something to the idea of having that sort of special teams ace who is also, I mean, I'm at the point where I feel way less concerned if Luke Gifford has to get on the field and play defense than yeah. I was even two years ago. So yeah. I, I like him as a bottom of the roster special teams guy, but the price has got to be right because with all those guys, right? Yeah, and he's just another one that I'm – I wouldn't be upset. Is he 28? He, how how yeah, old is he's he? He's 28 now? years old. Remember, okay. he drafted Devin Harper last year. Yeah. They signed Malik Jefferson, who I know is not a great NFL player, but he was on their practice squad all year long to maybe take that role. So just something to consider. Uh, Avante Collins. I I, I kind of think, yeah. I mean, yeah, just I as, a, as a guy that at least they liked him a lot in the locker room, especially. So mm-hmm. I would say maybe just, you know, at the very least, sign him to some kind of vet minimum deal and take him into training yeah. camp and see what happens. He is 30, which is kind of getting old for a developmental offensive lineman, but he's not going to cost anything. Like you sign him vet minimum, it's whatever. Uh, Riku Dowdle, Dowdle is a restricted free agent. Keep him. Honestly, I think people have forgotten just how good Rico Dowdle is when he's healthy. Yeah. I know he's having a hard time staying healthy, but uh, I think at, at this, with this situation, he's cheap and all the best, all the good cheap running backs that you can get that can play special teams, uh, you probably should just collect until you have to cut them. Uh, last one, CJ Goodwin, who turns 53 this offseason. <laughs> That's funny. Um Man, like, how much longer can he keep doing it? Like, I, you know, the, the problem with me, the problem here's my issue with this is that you're you're you're, you're potentially looking at a situation next year where I, I think you have to let him go probably because you got to start preparing for life after him, and and honestly, Kelvin Joseph, if he doesn't kind of step up and and make some moves as, as on the defensive side of thing. You could be looking at next year having two brand new gunners on your on your team, uh, and after having two of the very best gunners on your team. So um, I, I kind of think that. Look, I, I'll say this: just going through this list, we cut Noah Brown and CJ Goodwin. We, you know that's a little dangerous. So mm. I, I think the Cowboys should be careful here about letting go all three of CJ Goodwin, Luke Gifford and Noah Brown and what that potentially could do to their special teams. Mm. So between Noah Brown and CJ Goodwin, who would you rather bring back? Cause I think Goodwin's going to end up being cheaper, but Noah Brown can actually help you on offense if you need him. I honestly think I would take Goodwin because I just think that no, yeah. no as good as Noah Brown is. And I agree that he can help you and he can do some things. I, the way the Cowboys wide receiver room is currently constructed, I just I don't need that player right now. You yeah, know, like I need more players who can make plays and be reliable pass catchers. Um, I, you know, look, I, I like using wide receivers as, as special teams players when you can, but it's a luxury that I think the Cowboys can't afford right now. Okay, uh, we've got one more question about what the Cowboys should do in round one when we return. All right, Landon, it is March. 10th we still have free agency to go we still have over a month and a half until the draft but a couple people including jake want to know if you had to pick a player at number 26 right now for the cowboys who would you want it to be i mean i could pick anybody or just anybody that's reasonable that's 26 reasonable (sighs) 
I uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get guff for this. I feel like I really like Darnell Washington. Um, yes, I I I, I, I I I just think, and I understand the whole idea that that first round tight ends and all that. No, 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 no. To me, like, yeah. I, sorry, <laughs> Joey. Uh, to me, like. I have a hard time with a lot of these first round. You can't draft that in a first round arguments when we're picking at 26. Yep. You know, like it's just, there aren't 26 first round players. I understand that you still get the fifth fifth year D option and I, and they understand the economics of all that. But I think that the economics uh, of, of drafting a bad player at a position that has value is worse than, you know, what I'm saying the, the opposite. So I to me like think you get Darnell Washington in here and I think he immediately can help you in the run game. Mm-hmm. Immediately can help you as a blocker. Uh I think his skill set is such that he can immediately help you as a receiver in some you know, I don't think he's gonna be like the uh main focus of your of your pass targeting Not by any right stretch away. of the imagine, but, right but, but the Cowboys, but that wouldn't be the case with the Cowboys anyways. And and on top of that. I think you've got two young tight ends behind him that are both exceptional in that area. Like, and I, I think I think that that Ferguson can develop into an absolute yak machine. And I think Hendershot is a guy that if you want to send him on deep sail routes or or seam routes, like he he can run and catch and he can do all that too. I think that Washington, at the very least, can can be a dominant blocker, can get you pat yards up the seam as a receiver. Uh, I, I just. I think it's like as far as a meeting of need and uh, an injection of talent and offense and spots that you need, unless one of these wide receivers falls, like 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 if Jackson Smith and Jigba, I see. I just don't. I don't see that as realistic anymore, right? Yeah. Like so, uh, if that's not the case, and and we're talking about what's what seems realistic at the bottom of the of the first round, to me, he's a guy that I think you plug and play. And it can kind of change the shape a little bit of your offense by kind of even further supercharging the run game and then giving you giving Dak another big target that can run the seam in a way that, frankly, we didn't have even since young Jason Witten, right? Yeah. Like, we just haven't yeah. had a guy that could, that's a big target that can move down the field like that. One of my problems with the Cowboys tight end room last year, and I really like that group. Like, they were one of the better units on the team, is that – those guys could switch jerseys in practice, and I'm not yeah. sure you'd know who the difference was. I mean, I you'd, think figure that's it out, fair. you'd figure it out pretty quickly that Schultz is the best route runner of the group. But, like, physically, they all look the same. They're all, like, six, five white guys that all kind of move the same, right? Yeah. Uh, you bring in somebody like Darnell Washington, who is completely different than Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot. And now you have some, some diff, you know, something different in your offense where, listen, if we want to – play power football and put him in line and bring Connor McGovern as our fullback. Like now we can play some big, you know, big boy football. Or if you want to send him down the middle of the, the field and use him as a weapon that way, as a seam stretcher, he can do that. He's one of the few weapons in this draft that can help you in the run game and in the passing game at the same time. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, that's what the appeal for me is that he's uh gonna be a big physical player. He he's gonna be a weapon in the passing game as well as the run game. Maybe maybe not in the pass game as immediately, but I think if you do your if if you go through the business of getting the, the pass catches you need through 
free agency or through trade, let's accentuate that by giving me a big a big playmaking tight end. And again, you know, Dalton Kincaid is another guy I certainly wouldn't be yeah. upset about because I think he's a pass catching. He's completely yeah. completely different type of player. But the multi multi dimensional aspect of Washington's game and the upside that the crazy crazy upside he has as a pass catcher. Um, I, I think it's 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 a good fit for what the Cowboys yeah. want to do, uh, and I think it would be uh, something that would change the shape of the offense in a way that it hasn't in a while. And, and the good thing is that they draft Dalton Kincaid. They don't even have to change the language in the offense, right? They're just, hey, we're throwing it to Dalton on third and six, just like we did for the last four years. So that part of it's really nice. Um, run the Dalton. <laughs> run, yeah, run the Dalton play. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I'm not saying this is my favorite pick, and I'm not yeah. even saying the Cowboys should do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to talk about this player – on Monday, a little bit, Steve Avila from TCU. Yeah. Uh, now, I I know some people have him as a second round player, or whatever. I'm telling you, by the time we get to the draft, that's not going to be the case. But you want a guy that can play left guard right away. Let's say, let's say Tyler Smith ends up being your left, starting left tackle, and you need a left guard. He can do that. Well, what about 2024 when Tyler yep. is a yep. free agent? Exactly. Oh, he can come in and play center. What about two years from now when Zach Martin retires? Oh, he has a thousand career snaps at right tackle or right guard. Perfect. We've even seen him play right tackle in TCU and grade out really well. I generally don't advocate for taking interior offensive linemen in round one, but when you got, you have a guy that can literally play four different positions on a team that really values position flex. I think it does make some sense. Yeah, I, I this, that's funny that you mentioned all that. This is a line of thinking that I was going through last night too. Is Avila really is, and and it was because in preparation of our of our of our film study, right? It, and, we and won't Schmidt, give away all the good stuff. Yeah. Yes, I do think that Schmidt falls into that category too, in some sense, right? Where guys that can play that kind of swing interior role really help your plans moving for the next two years, right? Because of all what you just talked about, you need a left guard for this year, but you don't necessarily need a starter for at left guard. But you need someone who, like, if called upon, would be able to step in and play. Avila can do that. Can he play center next year when I don't necessarily want, want to re-sign Tyler Biotish or if we decide to let him walk? Yep, absolutely. Avila can do that for you next year as well. I, I think the sense that I get is that, you know, at, for all the reasons that we just discussed, that how important that kind of third guard would be in this uh, offense when you're dealing with Tyron Smith as your as kind of an on again off again left tackle, sure. uh, and then uh, uh, you know someone uh, k- kicking outside to, to, to play in his position in his stay really needs somebody immediately could play left guard now and then potentially if you want hey look like I said Biotis is gone let's kick him out there Zach Martin decides to retire you kick him out there. I, I I do like Steve Avila a lot, and I'm almost a little pissed that you said him. <laughs> and I didn't say him because I like him so much. But uh, but I think we you know that's fair. We 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 took each other's picks. Maybe is what what happened here. I, well, I took Washington. You took Avila. That's fine. I, uh, yeah. Again, we're gonna be talking about some of these guys on Monday, so make sure you tune in for that show. But we were talking yesterday after the show. We're kind of done. Not done. But we're starting to prefer the NFL strength guys that have NFL power yeah. right away, right? Because yeah. those kind of guys can come in and help you even as they're learning technique and all that kind of stuff. Steve's got that power. Like he's yeah, going to walk in day one and be one of the stronger guards in the league. I think he makes a lot of sense. And I, just thinking long-term, you want to play Tyler Smith and Avelia next to each other on the left side? Let's go. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Give me that. That's that's a powerful left side that's going to move some bodies for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Draft Show. Damian Parsons and Keith Sanchez provide in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL draft prospects with deep dives into the sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise forever. Find Locked On NFL Draft wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, go check out the Locked On Cowboys podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you guys right back here on Monday.